would you rather just pick up extra shifts or like work these like extra hours or is, do you, I mean, you said you enjoyed doing the work. So I guess it's kind of more rewarding to have these, this other source of income, especially since you said you have them paid off. You you have the two in Pocatello completely paid off, correct? We have one of them paid off. One paid off and the other one still has a mortgage on it. Okay. So you probably make a little money from that each month. Yeah, it pays... The rents pay the mortgage for our current home and the mortgage for for the one rental plus some extra. So it's great. That's, that sounds better than extra shifts. <laughs> Welcome to the Investing RN podcast, the number one podcast for nurses and nursing professionals who want to create a future of abundance, security, and freedom. Join us for interviews with experts and inspiring stories from nurses who are crushing their financial goals. Investing RN is more than just a podcast about money. It's about helping nurses to achieve their overall life goals, whether that's retiring early, starting their own business, or traveling the world. We believe that nurses deserve to be financially literate and have access to the resources they need to build wealth. So if you're a nurse who's ready to take control of your finances and create a future you love, then Investing RN is the podcast for you. Subscribe today and start your journey towards financial freedom. So today's guest is Luke DeVoe. He is a flight nurse out in the West. I said the West because I don't remember where he's he a, was from. He's in Idaho. Yeah. Idaho? Idaho, right? But I think he covers like a larger area oh, in Montana. Oh, yeah. Just a yeah. big... We get into it. Yeah. Stick around and you'll find out. I need to really listen to apparently. Yeah, no, but he's, he's, um, out, he's out in yeah, Idaho and he's we, doing some cool stuff, flight nursing, which for me was kind of cool to hear because I was always interested in flight nursing. And I think it sounded like he was doing more fixed wing than helicopter flights, which again, if you know anything about flight nursing or if you don't, it's all kind of interesting stuff and talks about some of his real estate investments out there. And then uh, now he's looking at buying a business. So a lot going on for him out there. And we, we were introduced to Luke by somebody that is also a client of our business coach. And that just goes to show, just talk about what you're doing. You never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to be paired up with and just do things <laughs> what am I trying to say? That just goes to show you need to be talking about what you're doing because you never know who might find it interesting and who you might meet because of what you're talking to. Who because of who yes. you're talking to. Fix that, please. Fix that, Antoine. If we need to redo this one, let me know. <laughs> All, right. All right. Welcome to Investing RN. I'm Josh with my co-host Colin, and we're here with Luke DeVoe. DeVoe. Um, yeah, Luke is he's yeah. a flight nurse, currently still working as a flight nurse, and he started getting into real estate. We'll, we'll be diving into both of those things here shortly. Luke, tell us a little bit about your nursing career. How how are you exposed to nursing in general, and, and what got you into the field? So Andrew Udarian, whom we you guys know, and who uh, referred me to you guys, so I kind of got to give him a little bit of credit for uh, my life. But when we were at Montana State University, we were late one evening walking and he stopped and he said, Luke, what are you going to do with your life? I'd been kind of sinking in bad grades, lots of fun, lots of skiing. And he just kind of said, what are you going to do? I decided on nursing at that time because of my idea of what the schedule looked like. Oh, I only have to work three, three days a week and the pay is great. All those kind of things were kind of attractive to me. And my mother was a nurse too. So she my whole life had been telling me to do that. So I did CNA classes. I then moved to Pocatello, Idaho, 
went and got my LPN, started working as an LPN for two years while I worked on my RN. Worked as an RN for a couple of years, decided to get my bachelor's degree. And uh, once I graduated with my bachelor's degree through school, I got an edu- educator position for the intensive care unit that I was working in. Did that for about five years and then had a little bit more time on my hands, wanted to do some other things and took a flight nurse job this past year. So that's kind of my nursing background. So you, you mentioned you're doing fixed wing flight nursing? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I work for Air Methods. Um, the Idaho organization is Air Idaho Rescue. We have four helicopters and one airplane. <laughs> I mostly work on the airplane, but I do pick up shifts on on the rotors, as they say. On the rotors. So what what does the the description look like? Like, well, how is that different from like if you were on the helicopter versus on the plane? Yeah, plane is a lot of interfacility tra- transfers. So we will fly into an airport, meet a uh, ambulance, drive ride in the ambulance to a hospital, back in the ambulance, airplane, another ambulance to a bigger hospital. So it's a ton of. Usually one transfer takes like six hours uh, to do. Oh, the wow. helicopter is a lot more scene calls. You know, you land right on top of somebody, shove them in your, shove them in your rotor, and then you land right on top of the hospital okay. um, and drop them off. So those are a lot quicker. Yeah, I was gonna say like I've seen a helicopter pad on every hospital I've been that I work at, but I've never, exactly. but I've never seen an airfield for for a plane to come in on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is, okay. Is, is that something you had always wanted to do? Because I was for a while I was interested in flight nursing, and I understood the. Uh, the requirements were pretty, pretty tough and just like they're picking the best of the best kind of. So is that something you had always been working towards from your, the start of your career? Or is that just something you kind of happened into? Uh, something I kind of always wanted to do. Honestly, my, everybody I worked with would have these horror stories about helicopters crashing and they would say, I know knew these people that died. And when I had kids, I decided, yeah, I'm not interested in that at all. Um, doesn't sound safe. Found out later that it's not that dangerous. Um, and then this job on an airplane opened up and those are much safer. They don't fall out of the skies often. So yeah. um, I felt pretty good about that. And yeah, so, so to answer your question, yeah, it's something I had in the back of my mind, but yeah, built up some experience and had the opportunity to, to jump on board with air methods. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I remember in nursing school, I was in the ICU and I remember the flight nurses coming in and just kind of watching them go through. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the music, like as soon as the doors open, the music started playing every time. <laughs> like, like fighter pilots coming in to get a patient. I was like, wait, what do they do? And they're like, those are nurses. I was like, what? I didn't know there's like cool stuff to do in nursing. Was there was there any extra training you had to do, or was it more just your ICU experience and like your, the experience of working in different areas of the hospital? Yeah, so I I'm gonna be honest. I went in a little bit cocky. I was uh, <laughs> you know I've been in the ICU for like nine years as an educator in the ICU. I thought I'm gonna be great at this job, um, but the the piece that I wasn't expecting was there's a lot of maternal newborn. There's a lot of pediatrics. Uh, the ER is so much different than ICU care, which those things are all really foreign to me. And that was a lot of what flight nurse is, is adding, you have to be a jack of all trades on the airplane and you gotta be ready for really anything. So it was pretty humbling actually. Um, the training through air methods is really cool. They send you to, um, this is Denver for a week. You get to um, 
interact with some of the best flight nurses in the world and paramedics. And they have a cadaver lab where you actually do procedures on cadavers for, you know, four or five hours. It's pretty impressive uh, onboarding and training that they have. So you're still currently doing this full-time or is it, are you doing it part-time? Yeah, I'm doing it full-time, uh, which is two 24-hour shifts. So I'll work two shifts a week and then I got five days off. Nice. And then how many flights, I guess, are you doing in that amount of time? Uh, if you look at our stats, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say about a, sh- a flight a shift sometimes okay. too. But you like you're saying, average. those are like, could be six hours oh. or something. Exactly. Yeah, so it's a full yeah. day basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. could be at any point. It could be at 2 a.m. I'm sure. I'm sure you get a lot of a lot of those overnight calls. Yeah. The best is when you get off at 8 a.m. and you get a call at 7 a.m., oh. which means you're going to be on shift for another six hours plus documentation. So oh, man. I usually don't plan anything the day after my shift because we've gotten stuck in Denver, stuck in Salt Lake, had to spend the night. So it's nice. It's, you know, it's working that extra shift, double pay for the entire time you're there, but so it was, it's kind of like that pick, picking up extra shifts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least <laughs> was it, yeah. Was it during this time that you became interested in real estate with these 24 hour shifts, a little bit of downtime? Did you start like searching Zillow or how'd you get into it? Uh, so the uh, real estate thing started way before, back when I, before I had my bachelor's degree, I believe kind of started with my uh, wife and I kind of having, um, I don't know if this is the time to do it, but it, you guys have heard the bigger pocket podcast. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if I should say that out. That might be a competitor for you no, guys. But, uh, we're, no. we're here because of bigger um, pockets. Okay. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> so to, yeah, they're, they're hard to compete with them. There was an, there was an episode and they, I can't remember exactly, but, um, a Papazon, uh, was the, husband and wife, and they did the uh, kick-ass guide to a couple's goal-setting retreat. And we kind of listened to that episode, and my wife and I, with encouragement from another buddy who was listening to the podcast, started doing these twice-a-year weekend retreats away from the kids, um, and we'd go through this kick-ass guide planning. And that really, with my wife and I kind of getting on the same page where we wanted to go financially, that was that was when we started to kind of move beyond just working, you know, uh, working the shifts and starting into real estate. And so roughly when was that? How many years ago? So our first idea was to move out of the home that we were living in and buy a new home and rent the previous home. So we kind of, what we did is we, we did that twice. So we, the first, my first home, we, kind of remodeled, bought a new home in a location of Pocatello that we thought would, I had some inside knowledge that the neighborhood was going to pop in value in the next year or so. So we we chose that neighborhood and bought a house over there uh, and just rented the previous house instead of selling it. And then we did that again once the value in that home that we were living in, we bought another home in Pocatello. So that ended up with two uh, two rentals here in Pocatello. So you guys yeah. got kind of, I'm I'm assuming it all went well with those first two. Yeah. And when you say it went well, well um, I mean, you we kept me going, yeah. you wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't sure how, how big we wanted to go. So two, two homes seemed 
good once we got to that point. I don't use any kind of rental companies, rental management companies. I just, we just do everything on our own, um, which I think saves us a lot. All our rentals are here in town. I can do a little bit of work on the homes, but I also know when it's above my skill level. So plumbing, electrical, I'll just call them. But we, you know, we, we list our, our, our homes on Zillow. Uh, there's the applications through Zillow uh, that they, they fill out. And then we just kind of go through, go through choosing our renters through Zillow. And then I think we use apartments.com. I feel bad. I kind of wanted my wife on here too, because she's a huge reason, you know, she's, I'd say 60 to 70% of why we're doing what we're doing. But she, so we use apartments.com for the, uh, for managing the uh, rents. I, I definitely get that. My, my wife, again, Josh's sister is, she's like, the brains be behind our side of the operation. She's like the one doing the bookkeeping and like the, we do all like the, the um, property management and she's like totally organized on top of it. I'm, I'm just like all over the place. So I, I, exactly. I, I definitely get, get where you're coming from there. What, what? Yeah, we, we give her a million, I, uh, we give her a million ideas and then she takes five good ideas and <laughs> makes sure that they're organized. <laughs> she just says, uh, that's dumb. That's awesome. <laughs> You're not going to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But so how, how does that work with you and her? Like, what are your, what are your roles that you guys have kind of fallen into with this real estate investing? Yeah, she'll, so she'll do the listings. She'll, um, we kind of share looking through the applications and I'll call references and things like that. Um, but she does most of the listing, making sure payments are coming in. And then I kind of take it from there. So kind of the interaction with the, with the renters and any maintenance that comes up, that's all kind of on me. Nice. Okay. Is there, is she, is she working as well full-time or is, is she kind of focused mostly on that? She is working full-time as a homeschool mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she does physical therapy. Uh, so she's a PT. She works with kids. So she works I'd say she works probably about six hours a week doing that. Six or seven. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. that sounds like Josh's setup. Josh, Josh's wife, they have three daughters and she does the homeschooling. So yeah, that is a, a full-time nice. job of its own kind. <laughs> yeah. Her job's yeah. way harder than mine is. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. there uh is there something like with this new so so I guess with with the real estate investing, was that just kind of something you guys were looking to just supplement your income? I know you said you kind of were trying to decide how much of that you wanted to do. Have you guys dialed that in yet? Or are you kind of just going going along however it comes up? I, I like where we're at because I can manage those two properties and do the rental maintenance myself. So, and, and they're both close. Uh, there's, I guess there's a little bit more to our our story. We we have some family in Boise, Idaho, and we shared, we, we own like 20% of two rentals over in Boise as well. So we've kind of, through this family member, kind of expanded a little bit more to some rentals over there. And we don't really do anything for that. They kind of manage everything over there. We just uh, helped with down payments and, and part ownership there. Okay. So... We, we do have a little bit over there in Boise. Um, they're growing, great investment, not as good as the the ones we have that we own outright here. Plus, we got them before uh, 2019, 2020. Um, so their value went way up. 
And then another kind of piece of our journey was, is just recently we've been working with that same family member to, uh, we're actually in process of purchasing a, a business that went up for sale. So we're, we're kind of diving into that too. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. But before we do, let's, I'm, I'm kind of curious about these 20% ownership deals that you have. Like, um, did you fund the entire down payment or did you kind of help out with it? Can you give us a little bit more details on those properties? Yeah. So these properties is, and I don't know if I recommend doing this. It's kind of a family affair. So, <laughs> so if you can find someone who's, you know, a okay friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you could go uh, do business with, um, it might be better. We've been doing great with it, but yeah, we, we kind of came together, f- uh, decided on how much we could do a down payment and due to some insider knowledge on some new builds, we were able to get in on a pretty nice build for a low price um, in a really, really nice neighborhood in Boise. And that value went way up. And yeah, so we all just kind of shared the down payment and one one person got the mortgage. So the mortgage is in one of the individual's names. And then we all just kind of funded the uh, down payments on those two properties. Okay. So you buy them both together at the same time? It was about a year apart that we did that. Okay. And are both properties, are they both kind of structured the same? Like you came with you came with a certain percentage of down payment for the first one. It's kind of yeah. mirrors the second one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And yep. what what type of uh what type of returns are you getting from those investments? Okay. So these are the questions that and originally <laughs> well. <laughs> but um, you see you see some cash coming to you every once in yeah. a while from them. Well we don't see a whole lot. I would say you know, it's under for both of them. It's probably cash flow less than ten. Okay, so they're really slow growers. I see. Okay, it was the plan to sell them, or is, are these you're going to hold on to them forever, and the cash flow will increase hold on. later? Yeah. Or hold on, you know, um, principal down payment. That's not even the term. Principal pay down uh, equity, um, those kind of things. That's kind of our investing plan with those okay now i've I've heard about boise because apparently they've just gone through the roof in their prices did you get in before all yes. that stuff went down and prices are like on one of the properties yeah okay. one of the properties we got in before it went nuts there the second one and that's kind of that second one we bought pretty high okay still working out rents are still increasing in boise and we haven't had any problem renting them so they've they've been you know, 12 months of the year uh, occupied. So great. Are you doing like shorter term leases or, or like a year long? Year long. Yeah. Yeah. They're single family homes. Okay. So, so how are you, how are you finding the management of the properties locally? Do you find yourself spending a lot of time doing that or is it decently minimal? Is it, is, are you enjoying it? I guess like, is it worth, worth the time? Yeah. I, I enjoy the work. So I, okay. I do enjoy, you know, I actually just got back um, digging out a bunch of junipers and cutting limbs and things like that. So I kind of, I honestly enjoy that kind of stuff. I'll take my kids with me, kind of show them how to work, uh, things like that. So it's father, son, father, daughter kind yeah. of time. So, you know, that I enjoy that. It's, it's not a, it's not a burden to me at all. Is that their PE period for school? <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, did you have any other kind of investing you were doing prior to the real estate, or is this kind of your first uh, venture into investing? 
Yeah, this was our first. This is our first venture. Was those uh, those homes? Nice. Okay. Is there anything you would change? Like, I guess, would you would you rather just pick up extra shifts or like work these like extra hours, or is do you? I mean, you said you enjoy doing the work, so I guess it's kind of more rewarding to have these this other source of income, especially since you said you have them paid off. You you have the two in Pocatello completely paid off, correct? We have one of them paid off. One paid off and the other one still has a mortgage on it. Okay. So you probably make it a little money from that each month. Yeah, it pays. The rents pay the mortgage for our current home and the mortgage for for the one rental plus some extra. So it's great. That sounds better than extra shifts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so great. And we, uh, my wife and I worked real hard to pay off that first home. And I don't know if I don't know if that's wise financially. Like, if you want to really scale, uh, getting more rentals, I don't know if putting all your cash into one one place is good. But for our story, um, it's been really nice uh, to have that place totally paid off, and it kind of funds the 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 next mortgage, and that mortgage funds our our mortgage at our own home. So it's really been yeah. great. Everybody yeah. has different goals and you can use whatever you need to, yeah. to, to get to where you want to be. And as long as you have, yeah, as long as you make your goals and you're very specific about them, it, like it doesn't matter how you get there. You're just, you're, you're just growing and building along the way. Yeah. Um, so how, how are you able to, I guess, manage your time between working? Cause it sounds like your, your job is pretty intense, especially like working com- overnight sometimes. Like how are you able to manage these rentals and your investments while you're still working full time? My recommendation is to have a rental that doesn't take a whole lot of work. So I lived in these two homes for, you know, a couple of years and was able to remodel, build them up to the point where I know them in and out. And so when my renter calls with something, I know right away, this is an emergency. I need to move fast, call somebody. And I've got a list of people that I just call or I say, you know, we can take some time and uh, I'll come and do that on my shift or on my days off. So, and honestly, the the homes are, you know, the one was built in the sixties, one was the seventies, they're older, but you know, they're, they work well, they're good properties. So there's not a lot of maintenance, not a lot that comes up. The other, the other thing that we do is kind of mentioned the, uh, me calling references. So kind of shifting to tenants, we almost got burned by not calling uh, references one time on one of our rentals. So kind of last minute we're about to offer to these tenants uh, that, and I just thought, you know what, let me just call this, this reference. And I did. And it just, it was very clear that he was lying oh. uh, that one of the, uh, and we decided to not go with him. And I saw that guy like three or four weeks later, randomly. And he was kind of on the street with some of his buddies and he was not, not acting in a way that I would want Ooh. someone in my house. So, <laughs> so I was really glad that at that last minute, we called that reference. So one of the success things that has been really successful for us is we uh, we're patient with, you know, we might go a month or so without a tenant when we do switch over and just be super patient in finding that next perfect renter. And that's really worked out really well for us. 
and we and by managing it ourselves we have control i i, I can call the references we we do the interviews we you know we, we can control who's in our homes uh, a lot better than i've heard from like rental companies you know they just want to get people in and it works a lot better to, to do it yourself uh, a lot less work in the long run in my that mind. sounds like a way better strategy colin already knows what i'm about to say <laughs> I was going to say, let me let me stop you right there because I think this is a good time. Just kind of circling back to the flight nursing, do you? Uh, I mean, I know without getting into too much detail, like what like an average day looks like. You're coming in, you're checking in. I know, like it's not similar to. I guess it would probably be more like a almost like a firefighter paramedic shift, right? Yeah. So we. Uh, try to show up a little bit early for our shift so that in case a call does come in um, that night or the previous shift doesn't have to take it. So it's, it's, uh, it's nice to show up a little bit early. Um, we, we carry blood and so we check our blood and then we count narcotics after that's a safety brief with a pilot. And, and then I usually go for a run, uh, do a little workout and, Oh, actually, no, we, we check our bags. So we actually go through every single bag uh, in the airplane or in the helicopter, just making sure we have all the little pieces of equipment. And then, then I'll go for a run, exercise, and education, do some chart reviews. And then we just kind of sit around and wait for, wait for the phone to ring. What if, uh, kind of the, what if there's a call that comes in like pretty soon after you get there, you haven't had time to do all your checks and check your blood and all that. Does the previous team kind of help with that? Or how does that, what does that usually look like? Yeah. You're kind of relying on the previous team to, if they've come off of a call to remember all the equipment that they've used and kind of get it out. So usually when we get back to the uh, base, we will kind of make a list of all the equipment that we used and get it out right away. So that if we get a call, we can just grab that equipment, go back, uh, and take another flight if it happens. So technically we're always ready, but it's good to go through your stuff. Yeah. Make sure that somebody didn't forget something. Do you, do you get a little more warning with the uh, fixed wing transports versus the, the helicopter transports? Yes. But yeah. So our transfers are, they're not urgent. So take that. Back. I shouldn't <laughs> say it that way. They're urgent, but the patient's usually in a hospital. So the hospital that's sending, if they're sending a patient and using the airplane, they know it's going to take us some time to get there. The, the thing about the airplane is if there's, if there's bad weather, if it's snowing, if it's raining or, you know, socked in weather, helicopters can't fly. Uh, so we, in the winter and in bad weather, we are just flying constantly and the helicopters just kind of sit. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of seasonal. So in the summer, helicopters are working hard. We kind of sit around a little bit. Uh, in the winter, we're just constantly. Okay. Is, is the setup significantly different between the plane and the helicopter as far as this? I mean, obviously, the space is, I'm sure, a lot bigger. Is it a similar setup or what, what does that look like? Yeah, the, all of our bags are exactly the same. The equipments, the monitoring equipment, everything's exactly the same. So it's actually fairly simple to switch over from one helicopter to the next within our region. Can't say the same for other regions. You're going to have to be pretty good and, and go through your equipment and uh, get familiar with it real fast. Okay. So and in a couple of hospitals that I've worked at, um, we've called for transport to be taken to a bigger facility, whether it's, so I live in like Green Bay. So I've worked in a few of the hospitals here around Green Bay. 
and we'll get some critical patients that need to go to either Chicago or Madison or Milwaukee or somewhere like that. And a lot of times space is an issue. Are you getting are you getting all the people that have like a ton of equipment with them that the helicopters can't take or what what determines whether it's a helicopter versus the plane? Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. So if it's a our program doesn't transport balloon pumps um, uh, or Impella, we can transport Impella, but usually the bigger hospitals send their Impella teams. Um, So we're always ready to do those transfers, but um, and are trained to do it. We don't do it just per policy at this time. Um, Same for ECMO. So we don't do the ECMO transfers at this time. The hospital usually sends them, but we do help with like NICU transfers. So they have gigantic, the the big incubator, all of the Mm -hmm. ventilator stuff. And it's this 500 pound thing that gets loaded onto our airplane and they'll send a NICU team with them for that. So that's a huge piece of equipment and those won't fit in the helicopter at all. That's all that's airplane. Okay. We, we do have a bariatric stretcher, um, which our company just bought for us, okay. which it's great. Probably able to transport more sure patients that, that way, one. but <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be, uh, you know, that, that could kind of change our, our program a little bit because there's not a lot of airplanes that have those bariatric uh, stretchers. Yeah. So uh, yeah, our airplane might be able to move, you know, a lot more patient types uh, with that. Does your team cover all of Idaho or are you pretty local? Yeah. Well, so we, we fly Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. Those are, those are our most common pickup places for those three States. And then we'll drop off in Idaho falls or drop off in salt Lake. Occasionally they're self pays. So occasionally we'll have someone who winters in Arizona and summers in Montana and we'll, and they're, you know, kind of sick or their families doesn't feel safe driving them. So they'll pay for us to go to, you know, go to uh, Phoenix, pick up a family member and drive them up to somewhere in Montana. So that, that does happen sometimes too. What what is the, uh, you mentioned for the NICU patients, you have the whole crew come with you, but just on an average flight, what is your flight crew composed of? Yeah. So it's uh, on the airplane. We can do nurse and nurse on the rotors. It's a paramedic and a nurse. Um, so you have to have a paramedic for scene calls. State of Idaho, a lot of states require a paramedic to be present for scene calls. So in the airplane, it's the mostly two nurses. Every, we have some paramedics that work the airplane with us and then uh, the pilot. So it's just kind of the three of us uh, working together to get these patients moved. So you you said you're about a year into it so far. You like it? Is it something you see yourself doing for a long time? Yeah, I do like it. It's uh, I like my team. We've got a, a really cool team to work with. Um, I love the hours. Uh, the pay is better. I love the training and the challenge in that area. The things that I miss for sure are the patients. Patients on the on the fixed wing are not as not quite as sick as I anticipated. So, um, and I think that's different on a helicopter are on the rotors, but usually they're about med-surge level kind of transfers. We've got a lot of small hospital transfers to bigger hospitals. So I do miss, you know, I do miss my ICU days with, you know, Impella, Bloom Pump, ECMO, Heart Recovery, things like that. But it's a different challenge for sure. Yeah. So I guess with, with that, is this, you know, going back to the real estate that you guys are doing, is this something that 
you were looking to eventually replace nursing with, or do you kind of always plan on doing nursing with this as just a little side uh, income for you? Yeah, I do. I do plan on sticking with some kind of career, whether that be nursing or not. I do love nursing. I do love the career. I've kind of found that I do go a little bit stir crazy with my five days off. And so it's nice having, like, I, I couldn't imagine, I, I don't know, if, if, maybe if my real estate um, business was a little bit bigger, that would take up a lot more of my time and uh, we could do that. But I do like, do like working and do like kind of having somewhere to go uh, to complete a job. It's my personality. Yeah. With more real estate, I think I could fill in that time and definitely get some more real estate drop then. that. <laughs> drop nursing. Yeah, I could definitely <laughs> drop nursing as a full time thing. Yeah, I was gonna say you want you want more I stuff to do. Yeah. If you want if you want more, you just buy a couple more properties. It, it piles up <laughs> quick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is your wife does your wife have any interest in doing the real estate full time? Because you said she was kind of the main driving force behind it. Is she a little more into that? No, I'd, she she wouldn't want to do it full time. No. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we like to do a lot of different things. She also does uh, reselling. So she'll do storage unit auctions and she'll go to Goodwill and uh, buy those pallets that on auction full of uh, retail that didn't sell and she'll, she'll sell out stuff on Goodwill. So, or on, on eBay. So that's kind of cool. We kind of have, yeah, yeah. We have all sorts of different kind of income flows. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's great. When we do when we do our taxes, we're kind of like, man, we got to start just a little more simple. But. Yeah, <laughs> but it's I stopped doing my own taxes a long time ago because of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, uh, cool. Start. Go ahead. So, well, I was just gonna move on to the business. Yeah, but uh, so you so you have two properties that you own yourself, and a, and two other properties yep. that you're part owner in. But then you yeah. mentioned that you're you're looking into buying a business. What what is this business, yep. and what yeah what what drove you into looking into this? Yeah, so this was um, this family member kind of had a, an in on uh, a business that's going up for sale, and it's a cool opportunity because the person selling the business. I'm just gonna keep this real vague, but the they really wanted the buyer to take care of the employees there and they wanted some, a little buyer. And so my, my family member was real close friends with, with the seller. We're kind of into the sport um, of this business. And yeah. And so we can, we have this really neat opportunity to, to buy, uh, buy a business for definitely less than it's worth, but, with the idea that we are going to take better care of the employees, the current employees, then how many employees does it currently have? Because it sounds like there's plenty uh, of employees. It, yeah, there's a there's it's less than less than a hundred, but more than you know more than twenty. Okay, well, so the decent sized company that you're looking into. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah, I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of this where where the the owners getting older, getting up in age, but the children don't really want want the business. And so I'm seeing a lot of, well, hearing, not seeing, I'm hearing a lot of people coming into deals that the old owner, they want to sell it. And if it's for less than what it's worth, they just want it taken care of because their kids don't want it. So is this, is this kind of oh, a yeah. similar situation? Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of similar. I, I don't know why the kids don't want it. Um, but yeah, I think the opportunity, and I don't know, I don't know what to say to the listeners like this, this opportunity uh, just kind of showed up. 
And I wouldn't know how to advise someone to to say, yeah, you should go out and buy businesses, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't know how to speak to that, but definitely we're, th- this as an investment opportunity has just been really exciting. And I feel like we've been learning a lot more about business through doing this. And this, I wouldn't be surprised if this transitions me much more away from nursing. Well, I was going to say. Know, than just realist. Yeah. What, so what, what's your, um, well, one, was there like a reason why the people approached you? Is it because they knew about your real estate investing and kind of having some side hustles? And then two, what's it going to look like for you now taking over a business? Is, is that going to be a lot more involved for you on those five days off? Honestly, the the group that we're going together to buy this, I'm the least knowledgeable when it comes to business acumen. So we, I don't anticipate really doing much, but there is opportunity to to do more if I wanted to. So we'll see. We're we're kind of in the in the beginning stages. You kind of you asked, um, what'd you ask? You kind of asked how like. Why did they approach me? Yeah. Um, and honestly, I would say just because we have cash, you know, we, we just have cash from our investments yeah. and are able to cash and we're going to do a, a home equity line or like a little bit of a business loan to, to, to buy in for part of it and family. Right. So um, this is with that same family member. So they, they know us, they trust us and, you know, they know that we're going to be, involved and engaged whether the business goes well or not so so does it kind of go back to just people kind of knowing that you you've done some things and potentially have some cash because you own several properties Um, and i I know that we like up until recently we hadn't really talked to many people about what we were doing in real estate but as soon as we started talking to people like there's there's other people like oh i know a guy like he needs like all yeah. of this or like he, he has got a good deal over here. Like just the more you talk about it, the more people kind of will, will approach you and know that even though you're in real estate, maybe not so much business, they, they know that you're doing things and they might want to talk to you. And I don't know, it sounds like they want to sell you a business, even though you haven't bought a business before. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of who, you know, I think, yeah. and kind of taking, taking those small risks, small steps, I guess that's what I would say is you got to start somewhere. And you can't go buy Amazon right off, right? You know, <laughs> you work your way up there. You, you make friends, right? Yeah. Well, and you, you take risks. Um, and I think that's kind of, that's that staircase that'll get you to, you know, having your own career that you steer. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it, it sounds like you're doing this with, with partners and with other people who are potentially more knowledgeable. And um, I don't know the exact number, but I heard that Bezos only owns like 1% of Amazon. But that one percent is still worth like I don't know, like a billion probably. <laughs> right. So yeah, so it, it helps to team up and to do it with people who who know a lot, and you can you can help them out as well as learn from them while you're while you're doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Are you? Well, I was gonna say there's just so many ways in. It's like, you know, in some deals you can be the the knowledge the knowledgeable person that can run the things, and in other deals you just you got cash. <laughs> <laughs> right. So just just, exactly. just finding yeah. finding where you fit in, I think, is so important. And I think, like you said before, and you know, in reference to bigger pockets, which we've already talked about, but uh, that no like and trust factor is always huge. And so, definitely doing deals with mm-hmm. family and friends and people that know you, it it, it kind of mm-hmm. gets you past that first hurdle of like, hey, can I can I work with this person or not? So that's definitely huge. Mm-hmm. So are you, did you say, are you doing any, any other kind of investing? Well, I mean, you got real estate, you got 
a potential business. So you're already doing a lot, but is there anything else you're doing at this point? No, no, not at this point. Yeah, plate's pretty full. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do any any four hundred one k? What's this? What's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff. we do have the four hundred one k. That's invested. We have the uh, HSAs. Uh, those are you know those are invested. Yeah, I think my wife has a CD that she hid from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we've got uh, we both have Roth IRAs. Okay, so. okay, cool. All right, well, well, we'll move on to the final segment. Um, where we will ask you four questions. We're going to call it the final four because that sounds because okay. that sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what's a uh, type? What's a top financial resource that you found for nurses? Uh, whether it's a book or a podcast, oh man, or anything. Yeah, for for nurses specifically, I don't think that exists. But um, I'd it say now yeah. it's, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we utilize beer pockets as a podcast. Um, I haven't really read any financial books, uh, at all. And, uh, my wife listens to Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And so kind of that personal financial responsibility and living lean has, I think really helped us a lot. That kick-ass guide, um, you know, having your spouse and being on the same page, having similar goals, I think it's huge. Uh, and that's that's our success story. You know, just my wife and I having a clear communication about where we're going. Yeah, that's huge. Then, that's so powerful. Yeah. Uh, and what was the last piece that you asked? Uh, books, books, podcasts. That kick-ass guy. That's Wendy and Jay Papazon. That sounds okay. right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's who it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think they did the right. uh, the one thing, right? Or Jay Papazon was involved in the one thing. Yeah, and Gary Keller. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah Gary the, Keller. I, th- I think that's where it came from. Is the one thing, and then they had some kind okay. of guide, right? I yeah. could go no, grab it. Okay. But all right, cool. Uh, what is number two? What is something that you would tell yourself, or wish you could tell yourself as a as a new grad? Uh, as a new grad, or, or an earlier self? Uh, so maybe, yeah. So an earlier self, I would have said, work through school. You know, don't don't accrue debt as much as possible uh, through school. So if you're going into nursing school, get your CNA, work as a CNA. Maybe you get your LPN, work as an LPN, or have some kind of some kind of job where uh, you're working. Uh, I really think that that's... Uh, student loans were something that my, my wife and I, we paid off. We paid off very quickly in the first years of marriage. Uh, and I remember it was miserable and I hated it. And every time there was no money in our check account and I'm like, what did you do? And she'd be like, I pay not so much. I was like, but in hindsight, you know, that was not so important to get out from underneath that, uh, to move yeah. forward. And not only does it kind of help you with your finances, like it, you're working and you're getting experience that's going to help you out. Cause I know as my, I, yeah. I did the same thing. I worked as a nurse tech before I was working as an RN and I was already comfortable with the people I was working with. So it saved a, a lot of stress and a lot of learning curve just because I was, I was already doing stuff and I was a lot more familiar with, with the next step, I guess. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the, the difficulty in school is the mental bandwidth of trying to figure out what nursing is. And if you've already, you know, you already work with nurses and you already see what they are, then having a job and going to nursing school is not, it's totally doable. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next is what is your big goal for the next 12 months and what can we do to help you get there? Oh, wow. Yeah. So 12 months, we'd like to have this business purchased. 
that's kind of our uh, our goal at this point. And I have half of our HELOC paid off uh, for that business purchase. So yeah, we're kind of going back to rice and beans, <laughs> I guess, for... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's great. I'm Mexican. Why doesn't mean sounds uh, great? <laughs> <laughs> it's a staple. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's our twelve month. That's our twelve month. Uh, twelve month goal. Okay. All right. So, if uh, last one here is uh, if you were to tell people one thing to do right now, what would it be? As far as like investing or something to just kind of get ahead. Yeah. So that plays on our our name. So investing RN we're nurses, but also right now RN. So what would you tell somebody to do right now? Yeah. Uh, right now, I would, I would go find someone who is doing that, who is starting or is investing, who has real estate, who has something outside of just the job, and go talk to them um, and, and just see, make, make some connections with someone who's doing that. Because I feel like that's what I needed uh, was to kind of take that step forward. That happened to me, my wife, um, and in my experience actually i've got another nursing friend who was you know she was about to sell her house and, and buy a new house and i said stop can you keep it you know and she, and she did and um and that's been working out great for her so i feel like it's just a lot of times it's just reaching out making a connection someone to help you with the little things that you don't think you can do but that they're not hard to do you just gotta you get the you get the boldness to do the yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. So, uh, if if people are looking to just kind of see about your story and find anything about you, are you on any of the socials? <laughs> I'm on Strava. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> if somebody wants to see how long you bike you biked yesterday, they can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I I am not on any of the social media platforms. I don't have any. That's platform, all right. So. There's freedom in that. Yeah, it, it, there is a ton of freedom. If anyone want to reach out to me, they could uh, reach out to my wife on Facebook. She's Kara DeVoe, or uh, I don't know if you guys put emails out on we, podcasts, but I'd be happy to talk can, to somebody on. Okay, put it in the description. description. Yeah. yeah, sure. Thank you. It's been good. It's been it's been good talking. Yeah, yeah, that was super yeah. fun. <laughs> so that's we'll we're, we're we're good now. So we'll, we'll end it there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in to another episode of investing rn don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to share this episode with one other person and follow us on instagram at investingrn.co if you have any other questions or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes your input is super valuable and we love hearing from our listeners until next time remember your financial well-being is a journey and we're here to guide you every step of the way Keep investing in yourself and your future.